Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Saws That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs. Pearl Jam, Jay-Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. Today we're checking in with print media, uh, falling for Christmas, obviously, and Twitter's blue check. Wow. This is a good week. Okay, let's get into it. Um, So at the top, we are checking in with print media. A lot of good stuff this week, actually. Just rich text, literally. Go ahead, Kate. So much stuff. First of all, first and foremost, it's that time of year. (laughs) People's Sexiest Man Alive has been crowned for 2022. When I saw the cover, I was like, is this new or is this an old one that I'd never seen before? Just because something about it, I was like, how has he not been named before? I think we've just talked about him in the past. People's Sexiest Man Alive 2022. It's Chris Evans. How do we feel? Immediate reactions. (laughs) Go. My immediate reaction is I totally agree. I thought this was like 2015, but he looks good. But, and he he should have been crowned at some point in his life. Right. So I guess it's fair yes. that this year we just do it and get it over with. Uh, because I'm sure he's been debated like in the top two for the last like decade. Yes, literally. Amelia, what do you think? Thoughts? I agree. I feel like he, it's just weird because I, I feel like his moment, I wouldn't say it's yes. already come and gone, but- it, it no, does totally. feel kind of like he should have done this like a few years ago. Like whatever yeah. year John Legend, quote unquote, right. won it, right. it should have been Chris Evans year. Yes. <laughs> I don't think anyone's like, Chris Evans is not sexy. Like he's my favorite right, of sure. the Chris's. He's a great guy. He looks great in the photo shoot. Yeah, you know, yeah. he 
had a very charming interview. He was like, you know, my mom's gonna be really happy about this. Like, I'm a little embarrassed. It's like, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, if you were so embarrassed, then you would have not. Right. Not accepted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think the big question is like, for a long time they were doing, you know, they picked someone who had a big year career wise. Mm. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is like an agreement between publicists and people. And it's like, yeah. you know. So it's not like it's voted on or anything, really. But yeah, there's a reason <laughs> why there were years, several voice coaches who won. Right. Yes. Like, Multiple years in a row. However, on. again, that like they were big at the time. Right. So like, yeah. you know, it's not like we picked Blake Shelton this year. Like he was That's big and right. relatively big in like 2017 or whatever when he won. So God. I was like. And, and, you know, last year it was Paul Rudd. Also, like, not a huge Paul Rudd year. I was going right? to say, they've reached into the so archives of Hollywood a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, it, it. I think Chris Evans, though, maybe has the most egregious, like, they were like, oh, it's been a big year for Chris Evans. Well, here are the two movies that he did in 2022. He did Lightyear, which he does not appear in. He's the voice ah. of Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that counts as being sexy. Mm-hmm. And then... The gray man, which he should have lost points for because he has that haircut and that mustache, the like really short boxy buzz cut and the really bad mustache that he's in the movie with Ryan Gosling, who, by the way, we need to consider for next year when Barbie comes out. Just an early, that's a good one. An early wreck. Has he not won yet? I feel like. I think he has won before. It's been a while. Damn. I could be wrong. Um, But, you know, just an early people magazine, if you're listening. Um, who do you think would have made more sense career wise this year? I only have one person and honestly, I may have said him last year also. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's big enough. You guys can tell me. And I also really, I don't, I don't know if he's a sexy, I mean, who are we to judge? I have no idea. But b- year wise, like a Miles Teller, a Glenn oh, Searle, wow. one of those sure. two yeah. top, top guys. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like that- if there was going to be a year for them to you know, sure. I bet they're in the issue. You know how they do like the oh, they're yes, like the yes, people yes. in the issue. That makes yeah. sense for them. They'll they'll get that one of these years, maybe one probably. Years. What do you guys think? I think Robert Pattinson was probably. Oh my yeah. god, he had That's Batman this year. You know, yeah. It's like maybe they did ask him, and he was like, absolutely. He probably not. didn't want to. Yeah, I genuinely like he does not fit on the cover of People magazine. <laughs> so so he probably like, was no like, way. no. Nah. Can I absolutely lie? Not. He's like, do I have to tell the truth? <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was the only one where I was like, I think this was, he was like the number two, like top grossing star this year, apparently. Wow. That's a good one. So yeah, you know, but again, I love Chris Evans. He's my favorite Chris. Yeah. So he's a great one. uh, Yeah. You know, better late than never with Uh, him, I guess. This is bound to happen. Yeah. At some point. All right. All right. Next cover in print media, Amelia. Yes. Jennifer Affleck. Jennifer Affleck, you read wow, that right. That's you heard that right. Yeah. <laughs> she, she had a cover photo shoot for Vogue. She has the cover story for December. And mm-hmm. I will be honest, I did not read it. Um, <laughs> but maybe I will. I don't know. I love her, but I, I just like these pieces. I'm not saying the writers on these things are bad. It's just like they have limited never, access. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, it's like I'm not reading, you know, like a New York Times piece profile and those are always like they hit it out of the park but these are just like I feel like a lot more fluff and just like "Eh." definitely which is fine obviously but she revealed in the article that essentially she got in contact again with Ben Affleck after he provided a quote about her for a magazine and it's pretty obvious that the magazine is her uh, in style cover that she did from May 2021 
And and he said some really nice things about her and everything. And so I think they And that's where it began. I think that's where it began. So oh we God, have wow. in style to thank for wow, he shot those his shot. two. Yeah, getting back together. We love amazing. to see that. Yeah. Incredible. You know what also I like about this Vogue issue and the accompanying photos inside of it? Yeah. And it will, it's a stark contrast to the next cover star we'll be talking about because I like this one a lot more. So there's so much movement in these photos. Obviously, she is such sure. an incredible dancer and as such as like a, a, just a strong, powerful presence and like figure. Yeah. Um, I feel like these photos really highlight it. The clothes are moving. She's moving. She's doing all types mm-hmm. of poses. They're bright colors. And I just think this fits her vibe very well. It's obviously photographed by Annie Leibowitz. So of course she would have hit it out of the park. But yeah. Um, I just think in contrast to some of the other cover stars we saw this week, I yes. loved these. Like who? Definitely. Like who, Liz? Name okay, names. shall we talk about it? Oh. Moving on? Well, okay. Jennifer Aniston uh, was the cover star of Allure this month. And it's just kind of like Jennifer unleashed. The main pull quote is, I don't have anything to hide at this point. And you know, she is very selective with the press that she does. That's not like Ellen and James Corden. So I appreciated the fact that <clears throat> this person got a, a full interview. She opened mm-hmm. up a lot, um, got a lot of good info. But I think the interview is is great. It was really illuminating. She talked a lot about her like IVF and pregnancy mm-hmm. and fertility journey over the decades and how the press's presence in that really affected her mm-hmm. and all of the scrutiny and all of the eyes on her during that entire journey was obviously very painful and difficult. Um, It's really good. You should read it. The thing that I like less is the photos that accompany Mm. this really interesting article because the Mm. whole thing, she calls herself like a phoenix rising. It's all about how she is like unleashed from Hollywood's chain. She is free as who she is, calm, clear-headed, and like kind of beyond and outside of like Hollywood's eye now in her own head in my opinion. And these photos are like in these designer logoified items and she's has really heavy eyeliner on and they're like all these labels everywhere. And mm-hmm. she's in a Chanel micro bikini um, that Kim Kardashian wore a couple of years ago. Just doesn't really fit. Feels like that was not the photos that I would have chosen to reflect what she said. Yeah. Um, but maybe, I mean, she obviously looks incredible. I'm not saying she doesn't, but I don't know. I just was expecting something was, a little different. Yeah. yeah. It was a mismatch. It was a mismatch. Yeah. And the really like, I mean, she looks amazing. She's she pull, does. You know, yeah. pulling out the outfits as much as like, probably anyone can when they're well, kind of right. not yeah. the best picks. But it's the makeup and the editing that actually really bugs me the most. Her face mm-hmm. seems very weirdly edited. Yeah. And I'm like, did we have to do that? Like, yeah. Not great. Yeah. And she's in a lot of heavy valley. makeup. Which she like doesn't yeah. really wear normally. So maybe they were yeah, trying to that's be like, like this is how we've never seen you. But at the right. same time, it doesn't reflect yeah. what she was saying. I felt like. Completely. And I feel like it's like she doesn't need all this like extra eyeliner stuff or like this skimpy bikini to be mm-hmm. like hot and sexy. Like she already just is on her own. And mm-hmm. she's like, we don't need to. Yeah. I don't know. Put her in these like weird outfits that are just like it not was off her. brand. It was like very off yeah. brand. Yeah. For her. And, and her, the whole point fit. was that she's like at peace with herself in her age. You do get better and more confident and more just calm and like yeah. about everything. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it was odd. Thinking, but odd. yes. But it's a good, interesting read if you would like to do that on Allure. Yes. And then lastly, 
One more shout out to a recent uh, Vogue Hong Kong cover um, that was all over my Twitter uh, last Mm -hmm. week. Anne Hathaway is out on these streets for Armageddon time. She (laughs) looks fucking amazing Uh, and has had some really great, really fun photo shoots. She, well, this is funny. I thought it was like a couple weeks ago and it was in June. She did one mm. for Interview Magazine. Time flies. You may remember. Yeah. Um, she had another really good one for Elle France recently. That was like all denim and stuff. And, mm. uh, just this past week she did one in like all B- Bulgari pieces for Vogue wow. Hong Kong, like very like retro over the top glamour. Um, and people just were like obsessed with it, which same. Nice. she looks amazing. So yeah, great stuff. Great. great stuff. If you're like a dentist this week and you're like filling out the coffee <laughs> table, just really great stuff <laughs> yes. to choose from for all the dentists. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's keep moving. The next category is this week in relationship news. Okay, you guys. So we love Cher. We love talking about her when we can. She's been in the news a lot this week. She is dating Alexander A.E. Edwards. I believe they met at Paris Fashion Week. Um, And they've been photographed out and about in Los Angeles, like in matching all black outfits. For those who don't know, Alexander A.E. Edwards is a music exec at Universal Music Group. Uh, He's also produced music on Tyga's record label. Mm -hmm. And he also had a very public relationship with Amber Rose. And they actually have a child together. So they broke up in August 2021. They were together for three years. And then at the end of that relationship, Amber Rose accused him of cheating on her with at least 12 different people. Now he's moved on. And now he's with Cher. And everyone is pointing out their age difference because Cher is 76 and Edwards is 36. And so to that, Cher has like been tweeting a little bit, which is our favorite. As she does. (laughs) She's so good at it. I love it. She has deleted this after the fact, but she at first said, love doesn't know math. It sees. Which is... Wow, nice. I love that. Um, Wise words from Cher. (laughs) But yeah, she's just been like tweeting about him a little bit, uh, putting hearts and stuff. Anyway, so yeah, just love hearing from Cher. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, I I can't comment on whether I approve or disapprove because I'm about to disapprove of a different age gap. And so I feel Mm -hmm. hypocritical to be like, this is fine. And the next one isn't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thoughts on that? (laughs) Anyone braver than me? <laughs> I don't know. Cher can do whatever the fuck she wants is my take, actually. Like, yeah. That's um, how I feel yeah. too. And this guy is older than right. like in his early 20s. So yeah. You know, yeah. It's fine. It's you fine. Know. I like it. Why uh, not? What is it? Like half your age plus seven? Isn't that always mm. the the rule? How old is Cher? 76? Is that right? What Isn't is that? that? What they always say? You're like that's the oh, lowest uh, you can date. Is. Wait, how old is she? Do you say she's 76? 76. Okay, so 38 plus seven is 45. So this is, he's is too he young, for- unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> <by that role. laughs> uh, um, whatever. This is, it's this, fine. It's okay. It's fine. She can do what she wants. At 76, like, no, right, that rule yeah, doesn't exactly. apply anymore. All right. Next rumored relationship. Mm. Uh, Kiernan Shipka of Mad Men, former child star, is possibly dating John Mayer, you know, of being John Mayer. They were seen dinner together for four hours this mm-hmm. week. Uh, supposedly he serenaded her at dinner, which is literally my nightmare on so many levels. <laughs> thoughts yeah, that's um, crazy. But uh, she's 22. He is 45. Concerning, but also concerning because she also recently in September was seen out a couple times with BJ Novak, who's 43. 
And like, listen, you can date older men. That's fine. She's 22. She's, you know, not maybe not a grown woman, but legally a grown woman and can make her own decisions. Um, But also like, maybe we should learn from Taylor Swift's mistakes. You know, (laughs) I don't, I just feel like, yeah, you know, there are a lot of fish in the sea and I just don't know that she needs to be going down this route. Can I answer an unanswerable question in the middle of this pod? Sure. So there is probably nothing worse than being like saying at. Yes. I don't know if any of you have been like quote unquote serenaded, but like some Mm -hmm. to and at. (laughs) So that's probably one of the worst top five worst experiences. (laughs) But if it's John Mayer, is it better to you? We're not talking about Karen and Shipka. Like you are sitting, I guess we're not, I mean, whatever. The age gap is less with us. Would you take being serenaded because it's John Mayer? I don't really like John Mayer, but I will say the energy of John Mayer serenading someone is better than like the energy of like someone who isn't a professional musician. <laughs> or, a like, great point. or like That's a, a broad, great point. like some of this is like Broadway energy sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like the only time I think I've ever been sung at was in a choir class. And it was like people came in, it was like singing, I don't know. They were like singing at people and they like picked people to sing at. And I was like, this is literally my nightmare. So I associate that with like acapella vibes, which okay. is not as like John Mayer singing at some, but like in a restaurant. Oh my God. In a restaurant. This, and like he would have to have his guitar, I think, for oh it to be my like God. acceptable. But oh I can't my. imagine he had that in the restaurant unless this he just keeps so that thing on him. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, also, it's like the other patrons, if John Mayer starts singing, I'm obviously stopping what I'm doing to oh, listen to him. You're so at right. A concert of one. So, yeah, I just really want to. I want someone. I th- I'm on out, ground floor I'm out on being happened. serenaded. In yeah, context. Too much. Even it's by John Mayer. Too much. And I'm out on John Mayer and I'm out on this relationship. And I love Karen Chipka and her bangs. And I think she's, she's really great. fun and she has great hair. Yeah. And so she just needs to date someone younger and hotter God. I thought she was dating her like co-star from Sabrina or something she might have been for a minute God yeah go back to know. him Del- oh, delve into so... like the Riverdale waters right you know? yes exactly exactly <laughs> a lot of eligible young guys over there yes um mm-hmm. very tough uh, oh my god next piece oh. of relationship news a lot of relationship news this week Phoebe Bridgers and Paul Meskell are reportedly engaged Love um that. the Guardian reported that they were engaged and then they went back and changed their wording and said they're reportedly engaged. Which okay. I guess they're engaged, but like we all, we just can't, I guess, officially say it yet. However, That's funny. Twitter exploded. People were very excited. I was very excited. And I just really quickly wanted to go back and remind you of how this all happened. Because it ha- happened on social media, on Twitter. Twitter brings people together. Um, they were linked in 2020. Phoebe tweeted, I just finished normal people and now I'm sad and horny. Oh, wait. Paul Meskel replied on Twitter, had been listening to her music before. He like had posted on Instagram or something that he listened to her music. She was like on a Spotify wrapped actually, like a year before or something. He tweets back, I'm officially dead. She replies, no, don't die. You're so talented. Aha. Which is like a meme, basically. (laughs) However, Ella Kemp from NME, uh, who's a journalist, tweeted this week that actually the day before that happened, she had interviewed Phoebe Bridgers and she told Phoebe Bridgers, Phoebe Bridgers mentioned that she had started normal people and mm-hmm. Ella Kemp talked to her about how like the cute boy follows her on Instagram. Oh. And in this interview, she was like, I got a little pitter patter in my heart when I saw. So like it oh actually gosh. happened there. Then they tweeted at each other. They hosted an Instagram live together for Wonderland magazine. They did. Yeah. And like they were super awkward and he was really oh. awkward and it was very cute. And hmm. then uh, that July of that year, she flew to Ireland to see him. 
And what? then everyone was like, they're dating. And now they're <laughs> quote unquote reportedly engaged. So good I'm for very them. Invested wow. In this relationship. That's a, that's a really fun, fun. One. He's been, yeah, he's been like following on tour, being like supportive mm-hmm. boyfriend. He's like in Oscar talks now. Maybe he'll be I nominated and she'll movie. be there. Wow. Yeah, for After Sun. Um, mm-hmm. So it's great. They're really fun. Cool. Really fun great. Love, Love that it for them. Perfect. Awesome. All right, a little more cursed. Oh yeah, sorry. This is like actually, this two. actually makes me really sad. Um, I know I have not. Yeah. You guys talked about this, but I have not heard about it yet. So I'm excited to understand what's happening. So, uh, you know, I'm technically a selenator. Um, yeah. And let me say, it's been a it's a been a rough couple of days for us selenators. You know, because mm-hmm. we we want to yeah. stand Selena. We love her. We think she's great. Have I watched the doc yet? No, but I plan on doing it. But anyway, she okay. Let's go back to 2017. 2017. Mm-hmm. Take us back, Selena Gomez. You know she has lupus, which is like an autoimmune disease, and it attacks the kidneys for some. And her good friend, the actress Francia Reza. Do you guys know who that? She was like in I think mm-hmm. Secret Life of the she American was on that, Teenager. Yeah, exactly. And she was on like a couple other like ABC Family shows. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. So it's her. If you see if you see a picture of her, you probably mm-hmm. recognize her. Kind of. Um, she donated a kidney to Selena Gomez. That is how close they are as friends. Which is, I mean, that's a beautiful thing, you know, for a friend to do. My God, I don't know if I would do that, but that's that's mm-hmm. awesome. So they posted this online, all these photos. Apparently, they lived together like after the surgery and everything. And so, you know, we all thought, yeah, they're they're all friends. Well, Selena's new aforementioned documentary on Apple TV Plus called My Mind and Me. She talks about her friendships in the industry. And she is quoted as saying, I never fit in with a cool group of girls that were celebrities. My only friend in the industry really is Taylor, referring to Taylor Swift. Well, according to this BuzzFeed article, Francia wasn't mentioned at all in the entirety of the documentary. So, yes. So then E! News posted the quote about uh, Selena saying that Taylor is her only friend in the industry industry to their Instagram page with a a photo of those two together. Then Mm -hmm. Francia replies in the comments on E E News's uh, Instagram saying interesting, which is like, oh, shit. Then it was revealed that she unfollowed Selena on Instagram. Yes. And then Selena apparently hears of this. So Selena added a comment uh, from Mm -hmm. a, uh, I guess it was, somebody made a TikTok video about the snub and Selena commented on the TikTok saying, sorry, I didn't mention every person I know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. First of all, to be fair, Francia Reza, not famous. Like different, different industry than Taylor Swift, working on different levels. Sure. That quote, that quote I kind of get, but not including her in the documentary is like, like but, that's, that's okay, such like my, a, a significant story. My counterpoint like it has to be a purposeful like, snub. My counterpoint is that in the world of Selena Gomez and all of the fans and people that know her and are watching this documentary, people know her, 
Right. You know what I mean? People yeah, know yeah, yeah. her friend. So like, yeah. I do think that she, that was a point that was like kind of yeah. pointed. It has um, to be. Even yeah. if she's like yeah. in music and then like yeah. this girl is Ooh. an actress, but uh, yeah, that does feel it's very just, obvious. And then for Selena to be petty back, which is like, yeah. you could have just been above it. You could have just look. been above it and yeah. like I called know. her or something. And she had to go, sorry, I didn't mention every person I know. No, I just didn't mention oh. the one whose kidney is literally inside <laughs> of my body. <laughs> I know. See, I need to know so much element. more about this. This oh falling out is, much, I think, much more like, I don't know, a lot more emotion right. behind it maybe. Yes. Than right. And like, thought. obviously, it's really it sad. happened pre-documentary, right? Or else she'd be in it. Right? Like, it seems like she's not pissed about being snubbed. It seems like there's something else that happened. That's okay. why she's not in it. And now everyone's like, what happened? And so then now yeah. we're, they're responding oh, to the snub, okay. right? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if they got along, it seems like she'd be in the documentary. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. So, yeah, something uh, happened. Yeah. Yikes. Damn. Is that sad? That, that is sad. so sad. Also, we were so excited oh. about this documentary, and I hate that it has turned out this way. I want to hear, I just want to hear, Bosa. I want more facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. Just yeah. more. I would if like only more there comments. was some sort, if only there was some sort of inside look at Selena Gomez's life that could have given us <laughs> facts on her relationships <laughs> with her friends. Damn. Damn. We'll have to wait yeah. for the next one. Uh, okay. Last one. <laughs> I can't even get into this, but literally Nick Cannon oh. is having another baby. Not the baby God. that you think he's having. Not oh. number 11, which was reported officially last week, which everyone was already talking about. I went today. For this outline to look because everyone was like drawing at his family tree on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just mention fill out relationship news. I'll just mention that like Twitter has really gotten a hold of like his family tree. Yeah. I Google it. And yesterday, fucking Pop Crave is like Nick Cannon is having his twelfth his twelfth baby. <laughs> and I was like, as as we much. do every time, I was like, did we know about this one or do we not know about this one? And we did not know about this one. It, so it's his it's his shock. It's uh Abby De La Rosa, it's his third child with her. Also, like, not enough talk about how Nick Cannon is, like, clearly a polygamist. Like, right? multiple girlfriends at the same time. I don't... Yeah. I guess they're fine um, with that. I guess. But yeah, we just can't even get into it at this point. But there's 12. No. So we're keeping tr- we're keeping count for journalistic purposes. Right. And exactly. Now this, exactly. It's like, this isn't funny anymore. Like, it no. was funny, <laughs> kind of, for a while. And it was like, oh, when's it going to happen? When's it's the next one coming? It's out of control. He, this man must be stopped. Yeah. It's just, this, this is sad now. It's not funny. It's sad. You're making Amelia upset, Nick Cannon. You better sorry. quit it <laughs> ASAP. Um, okay, let's go to the next category. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. 
Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, so this week's Cringe Mode, we are covering Falling for Christmas. It's the much highly anticipated Lindsay Lohan return to movies. It's out on Netflix. It's great. We've covered every other Netflix Christmas movie. Yeah, and this is out, this so. is the the last day of the ten days of Lindsay Lohan. Oh my god, dish. we did it! Wow, <laughs> we made it! Congrats, you guys! If Woo! anyone listened to every single one, please let oh. us know. I'm just curious. Um, yeah, if there's anyone who did that, but oh, now you're prepared. Know. Now you're prepared yes. for this cringe mode. Um, <laughs> Let's do the plot, Kate. I would love to do the plot. I forgot to look it up, which means I forgot everyone's names. So I may just That's be okay. referring mm. to them as the actors. Um, no worries. Lindsay Lohan is the spoiled daughter of a rich guy who owns mm-hmm. a ski resort. And she is engaged to an influencer. He proposes. She slips on the mountainside as he proposes, falls down the hill, and just has a really bad crash, loses her memory. At the time, she collides with uh, Cord Overstreet. Not, she's found, collided with him earlier. They had a little beat cute. He spilled coffee on her. He got kicked out. She's found by him in his little sled with his his little visitors. He also owns an inn. He takes her to the hospital. He cares for her at his inn as she regains her memory. Gotta say, they fall in love over what I thought was a long amount of time. And turns out it was like four days. (laughs) They make it seem like it's like weeks and weeks that she's at this inn and like rediscovering herself, like learning to love hard work, (laughs) learning how to make eggs, learning that she loves bacon, bonding with his his kid. The montage, the time lapses are confusing for sure. And I was like, it's been weeks. Why haven't they found her yet? And then they cut back to the hotel and they're Mm -hmm. like, it's been four days. And I was like, what? (laughs) She's had more outfit changes than that in the last 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, you know, quarter where she like has a kid, she makes a wish, uh, for, you know, her dad to like find love or whatever. I don't even remember what the wish was. There's a wish. There's Santa. There's magic. We'll get into it. Um, (laughs) anyway, Lindsay is found and, uh, she decides that she doesn't want her old life anymore. She goes back to Cordover street. What did I miss? Anything else important? I think That's, just that Cord originally tries to get Sierra's dad to like Sierra. help him out. Yes. Right. His inn his is in. struggling. It's destitute. And yeah, she like, important. she yeah. tells when she has her press conference after she's found, she tells everyone to go, go to this to inn. inn. And so they, it yeah. saves them financially 
We'll get into that too. I have some issues with that story. <laughs> All right, let's do the highlights. You know, I, we were not sure about Cordover Street's casting in mm-hmm. this. The pictures of him were a little rough uh, in the the promos. I was like, not, you know, I, I just don't know that I've really loved him in anything. I actually, mm-hmm. he exceeded expectations for me. I actually mm-hmm. thought he was pretty charming. The styling could have been better. He had some tough like hairstyling issues here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I thought he was actually, I thought he did a good job. I really agree. Yeah. He was cute. He was charming. More chemistry than we thought, I think, also between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you know, not the best dialogue in this movie. And, like, I think he really pulled off with what he was given. Uh Everyone did. Like, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. No, he definitely did his part. Rootable, you know, like, yeah, Yeah. I'm rooting for him. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, even in like the average Hallmark movie, like, these guys usually suck, right? Like, they're (laughs) usually like the most boring brunette man you've ever seen so like oh really, my like, especially by the hallmark movie scale i was like yes good job yeah and the netflix yeah. christmas movie scale those vanessa hudgens movies are sometimes yeah. a tough those tough and the ones so, the yes. one we watched with emma roberts with the hot australian guy i was like <laughs> oh, he's hot god. but he was bad he was like boring. oh my gosh we did yes. not even learn his name whereas like Never. Ford, i was like good job you, you did great job definitely my other highlights Lindsay's physical comedy is still elite wow there's a scene where wow. It's really like where she really shone in this movie, I think. Um, there's yeah. a scene where she was trying to put a fitted sheet on a bed. The whole bit is like she's never done a day of work in so her life. Funny. And at first, I also like, I slowed it down to make sure it was her. Because like, <laughs> there it's kind of like stunt level where like mm-hmm. she's like, it's curling up on her and she's bouncing around. And I was like, is this a stunt person? And I think it was really her. So uh, it was just really cute. And I was like, I love still, that. You still fucking got it. Yes. She's got That's it. So, so true. She and does. when she rolls off of that, uh, recliner too. I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. impressive. Yeah. I was like, she's funny. yeah, she's, she's limber. Yeah. She's limber and funny. She's funny in this role. She's good at the uppity heiress. And then she's good as this, like, yes. I guess over four days, this transformed, mm-hmm. more humbled woman. Also, I just really quickly want to give a shout out to her singing because yeah. she did a cover of Jingle Bell Rock uh, for this movie. It's which she it's like obviously a very popular Christmas song, but also was like, she did Mean Girls. I just loved it. I feel like it was a little wink and I was happy. I don't know. I was, and it's not like a single on Spotify that you can go listen to. She was singing oh, in the go. car too. They gave her a couple little, Oh, you know, she did. Little moments. And she was good there to too. To show off. Yeah. That's so true. Oh my God, Blake, I forgot about a that. A little shameless. A little shameless, but I was like, <laughs> I'm in. Thank you. Wow. Good call. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. She... She, this was the perfect coming back role and we get a bonus of her singing, which I love. Um, I also thought just overall, the acting was good. The singing was good. She also looks great. Like yeah. after watching, I had to watch an episode of Lohan Beach Club for another one of the 10 days of Lindsay Lohan. And it was interesting because everyone was in HD, but then they would cut to Lindsay and she clearly had like some weird filmy filter over her face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why are they doing that? But and here, I don't think she has a filter over the face and it just, she looks great. It's just her wonderful, beautiful face. So I was like, wow, this is, this is great. I'm so happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, she definitely exceeded expectations as well. Not that I was like, she's going to be bad, but no, no, but we know she's a good actress. The bar is low for these movies. Like we're not talking Oscar level here, you know, but like she definitely, you know, exceeded, exceeded what I expected. 
<laughs> the extended Netflix Christmas cinematic universe has returned. Uh, we've talked about this several years in a row when we've watched these movies. They love to watch other movies within the movies. Like Netflix yeah. exists in these mm. universes and they do this like in movie promo. Um, yes. And she like turned on the TV and it started auto playing like Christmas in the castle or something <laughs> yeah. with like Brooke Shields. And she's like, oh, and she turns it off. And I was like, yes, That's yes. So funny. I love it. So good. That is great. Um, shameless. Also, like a little wink, if you know, you know, kind of her sister is actually cast in this movie as one of the like hotel helper stylists people. She comes up, you know, more than once. She's in a couple of scenes. Um, this is her younger sister, Allie Lohan. And honestly, I'm cool with it. I like it if that yeah. made the experience better or like got, uh, she hasn't acted since 2007. So I don't know wow. what like, or why she chose to come back, probably like with Lindsay. I don't know if it was like, sure. I don't know. Whatever the reason is, I'm into it and I agree with it, um, which yeah. I don't normally do for like casting, famous people casting siblings and things. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I wondered who she was because like mm -hmm. just something about her. I was like, I've never seen an actress before. Like yeah. she just wasn't and the, the vibe I expected. Like yeah. on her yeah. a little bit longer than like they would have had that just been another actress. Right. Yeah. She yeah. had, there was just something kind of odd about that character. And I was like, mm -hmm. I just first split, like, I almost looked her up on IMDb because I was like, I don't know who this is, but like, I don't know. There's just something that where I'm like, should I know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And apparently yeah. I should have. But yeah, let's, you know, cast your sister if you want to. Who cares? Yeah. You're the Love executive that. producer. Yeah. Do what you it's want. It's great. Okay. Let's do some low lights. Not that many, actually. Yeah. Uh, only Kate? because we also have picking nits. <laughs> so these Which are really, so it's really long. just a long. <laughs> Along the light section. But listen, again, low bar, right? Like Hallmark Christmas right, movie vibes, right. basically. We know what to expect. So this is all kind of nitpicking, really. Because like, you know exactly what you're getting if you watch this movie. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, I feel like they wrote this as an ensemble movie because they weren't sure if she could carry it alone. Like mm -hmm. we have her storyline, but then we also have like this whole storyline with her her fiance, an influencer who like gets yeah. stuck in this cabin with this fisherman and like her dad has a storyline and Court Overstreet before they meet has his own storyline. And like, mm -hmm. she's not in this movie as much as I thought, which was probably smart while they were writing it and creating it. But now that like she did actually pull it off, it kind of made me sad. I was like, I wish that it was more focused on her, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe her next Netflix Christmas movies. Will right. Be. She has yeah. two right. more, two more deals with Netflix. Mm -hmm. so. so now they know. Now they yeah. know mm -hmm. she can do now it. They know. I mean, major low light. The dialogue was pretty bad. <laughs> the writing was pretty bad. It just was. And again, you know, what do you expect? But she needs a little more help. Like at the times where I was like, ooh, like that was rough. I was like, she needs like help her out a little more, please. Right. And the thing is, I think everyone, all the actors did the best that they could with yeah. these lines. Yeah. And so bravo to them. But I, uh, you're so right. I cringed several times. <laughs> so I can't imagine what you, like, were you hiding underneath yeah. like a blanket? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Just, I was. she was like, there's, <laughs> I'll just give two examples. One was, <laughs> she was like, it was early in the film and she was like explaining who she is. And she's like, I'm the... I'm only known as the daughter of the rich hotelier Beauregard Belmont. We're like, okay. Yes. Oh, great. Thank we you for that, that exposition. <laughs> exactly. And then there was another scene where she gets into a mini fight with Cordover Street and she's this knows exactly the scene. And she's trying to bring up memories of like oh, Christmas's past because she because the grandma, the mother of 
Cord Overstreet's deceased wife is still with them and she like brings up like this memory book or whatever and it inspires Sierra to like help with the inn and she's like yeah, what, what about this? We can do something with all these Christmas memories. It's so great. And Cord Overstreet yells, what do you know about memories? You can't even remember your name. And that was like a really serious, important yeah. moment. Like that was yes. really their big fight. I was like, that was. Okay, that's why I was like, damn. He immediately apologized after. <laughs> yeah. So not the uh, high stakes. Like pretty big, like set budget. For this movie, yeah. we'll talk oh about the Christmas God. decorations, but like you got the huge hotel, you got the outdoor scenes, you got <laughs> all these different settings. And then there's a scene where she looks out the window and she's surprised by a raccoon and it's clearly a puppet. And I'm like, you couldn't, I don't, you could train all, a raccoon. There you are could train a raccoon. I, or like just cut the seed, but there's this fake raccoon where it pops up and it's like, like chitters at her and then goes away. And literally it's a close up of this raccoon puppet. And I yeah. was waiting for them to be like, Oh, someone's pranking her with a fake raccoon. And like, yeah, one of the, like the little no. girls like trying to scare her. No, it was just supposed to be a real raccoon. I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Speaking tough. of that, Really bad Santa in this movie. Yeah. We'll oh get more into God. like why there was even a Santa that had like real powers <laughs> later. But this Santa oh was God. bad. You guys, Santa has a big beard and mm. that's about it. And this guy looked like slick the Botox out of Palm Beach. I was like, this <laughs> really is not bad. the Santa that I want to no. see. And he no. looked a little creepy. Something about his vibe was really off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. So we're going to pick some nits because this movie just came out and we're not going to do what's aged the best and the worst. So, Kate? (laughs) There's a scene where she's pretending to blow dry her hair and it's already done. Like, (laughs) like she's just, she has this blow dryer on the ends of it while she's talking to the daughter and it's Mm -hmm. already like perfectly curled, perfectly styled extensions. And I just, (laughs) she's just blow drying away. (laughs) My girl, we know it's already done. (laughs) You don't have to do this. Yeah. Another scene, Cordover Street, it's their meet cue in the beginning of the movie. Cordover Street has a open cup with no lid of hot cocoa, but he <laughs> has things in his hands and is already walking through a very crowded lobby and is moving around. Then this hot cocoa, which is clearly uh, uh, what is slime or something that doesn't move. It's not liquid because <laughs> right? there's no sloshing <laughs> and he's really moving it. And it's just this like brick of brown that's moving with it. And then he bumps into Lindsay and it like splatters everywhere. And I was like, put a lid oh. like, or at least someone should right. have looked at this and been at least adjusted it. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. These are things yeah. that are easily avoidable. You could have spilled it on her with a lid, you know, just like right. totally the lid could have popped the off. Lid comes off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> easily fixable. Um, Easily. My big, honestly, my big issue with this movie is I cannot take them seriously pretending like this inn is destitute (laughs) and struggling (laughs) and they have no reservations and they have no one there and they can't pay the bills and they can't hire a housekeeper when literally it's the most gaudy, over-decorated place I've ever seen. And like, I know that they have to make every scene Christmassy because it's a Christmas movie, but like, Maybe start with the electric bill and unplug half of the Mm. insane lights you have in every scene of this movie because literally he's having a conversation with his grandma or whatever, mother-in-law, about how they can't hire a housekeeper, which like, okay, Lindsay Lohan's going to be the housekeeper, whatever. Um, But like behind her, I'm like, you have 17 different Christmas trees in that one room. Like, look at, let's consider the tinsel budget. Like, I don't, yeah, like, there's an easy way to save money. This place is mm-hmm. so gaudy. It's like not like there was, I feel like there was a way to make it like a charming rustic inn, 
right. you know, or and like don't, like homemade snowflakes and like you know like let the daughter decorate more. I don't know. It did not match also, the plot. It's a bad idea for a hotel to hone in on one holiday. The ski season goes all the way to April. You guys, you got to yeah. think bigger yeah. than this. Yeah, That's Christmas a hotel points. There's three hundred sixty-five days of the year. You know what I mean? It's yeah. bad business. It was. I was like, this is not. This inn is not struggling. This is a should not very fancy hotel. So hard to Christmas. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. That's so funny. Also. She loses her memory. No one can remember her. No one can find her. And I was just like, there's got to, in today's world, 2022, got to be other ways to identify her. Or the, the, the whole police department was just like, I don't know. I just like shrugged and kind of just like went off on their day. Like, wanna, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you wanna think about it? Try more minutes, see what we come up with. No, no they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. Want to. Uh, they didn't know. Um, this one is like really depressing. So I'm I'm sorry. I just thought it was weird. Uh, a little weird. I don't think it was on purpose or anything. But it's kind of strange that she gets injured in a ski accident. And if you're a huge Parent Trap fan, which is one of her most iconic roles, you know that the woman who played her mother, Natasha Richardson, died from a skiing accident. Right. I know. Yeah. It's not an accident. She should have just fallen off the mountain. I do feel like there's been a couple. I mean, obviously it happens to non-celebrities as well, but there's been a couple. I don't know. It's just start, shouldn't have been a ski accident on a tree mm. because that's yeah. what has happened. That like, is a weird oh, connection. Right? For yeah. sure. Just a little like, yeah. oh, yikes. But yeah, last nitpick. This plot would have come together just fine without tossing in Santa <laughs> and real magic. Like the daughter is like making these wishes and like that's what puts this plot in motion and makes her have her accident where it's like, she could have just had an accident. Like, right. no one no one is like, oh, that's not believable. Like, for people to meet in a Hallmark movie, or I keep saying Hallmark, it's Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. This right. genre of movie. Right, um, right. Like, it it could have just been an accident and a coincidence. We didn't actually need any Santa, Santa. magic at all. Right? I right. Not from a creepy Santa, that's for sure. That's no. it. Thank you. He was really creepy. And, like, they tried to modernize him a little bit. And I was just like, no. No. And then yeah, no. it's like the weird thing is like the magic didn't even work. I mean, like it was like, oh, we saw no. some sparkles or something like, yeah. come on. That's why I was like, this is so unnecessary. Like this yeah. is already happening anyway. Yeah, yeah. Why couldn't he have like just like his okay. magic on her traumatic brain injury and <laughs> right. not had her fall no. off of a mountaintop? No. It's very like dark, dark monkey's paw. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Tough. Okay. Should we move on to our MVP? <laughs> uh, my MVP, MVP. We should actually have Amelia start and then we can do our follow up MVPs. Okay. Um, I just said Lindsay's acting slash herself. She was great in this. I mm-hmm. was scared when I first saw the fir- uh, the trailer. I was like, this acting is a And actually, scary. like the first 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes of the movie, yeah. I was like, oh no. But it really, yeah. it comes together. Right. And it's really the plot it, or the, yeah. the dialogue. It's not yeah. Lindsay's fault. And so, yeah. so finally, yes, you're right. And then I was like, okay, oh, whew, we're fine. We're good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my MVP is Lindsay's extensions. They look oh. great. They're doing a lot of heavy lifting in this movie, yeah. a lot of dramatic swishing. Um, and <laughs> yeah. just love them. Yep. Mine is Lindsay's smile. Something about it. I'm just so nice. It's nice to see Very her happy charming. and glowing. Yeah. And totally. Agreed. Okay. Lightning round, Kate. Did you do these? I did. Uh, Lindsay's best fit from this movie. Gotta say, it tapers off when she goes to the Christmas Inn. <laughs> yeah. It starts strong. Yeah, it does. <laughs> tapers off when she like decides to not be spoiled I anymore. Thinking back, I was like, 
Okay, so she, she only wore has a sweater. The two first, and, the two first uh, ones are yeah. good, and then that's it. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, the, I mean, the obvious winner is the pink ski yeah. suit that she yep. falls down the mountain in. She's got the furry hat. She's got the bright pink. It's funny. Um, and then, actually, I hate it. Can we talk about her outfit at the end? Her, like, Christmas party outfit? Oh, Because I actually yes. hate it. It was very chooky. Oh. Oh my uh, she had the glitter blazer over the red dress. Oh I was like, this God. is very 2012. It Who picks this? 2012. Like that, that was straight funny. off of Pinterest uh, in 2012. Yeah. I actually thought it was very bad. Uh, um, that's but funny. at the, fr- the, you know, her spoiled rich girl fits were good. Yes. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to her press fits because she was yeah. on Good Morning America early yeah. this week and she's just on a yes. press tour in general for this movie. Looks great. She's working with so La Roach good. now who she famously feuded with back in oh. 2019. Remember? Love it. He was Zendaya's stylist and then they dressed up as fairy, uh, fairy godmother, I think, or something. Or wait, Oh yeah, Cinderella and the fairy god brother was like their duo costume. Oh yes. And then Lindsay went on Twitter and was like, at Claire Danes, you wore this dress so beautifully. I don't know why someone thinks they can be more chic ever because like she lasted. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. And then Laura Roche said, I don't know her. Anyway, it was this whole thing, but now they've made up and it seems like two good terms. Yeah, Yeah. she had that great suit on Good Morning America. I loved it. We love a fun suit Mm -hmm. that that can take you far (laughs) on a press tour. Um, yeah. All right. Last lightning round question. What was the most egregiously over the top Christmas decorations and or scene? Like I said, it's Netflix. They have to put a fucking wreath in every single scene to remind you that it's a Christmas movie. And I was I didn't even I didn't even know what my answer for this was going to be until yeah. she was in the hospital and she is in the regular hospital room. Mm-hmm. And she's in her bed <laughs> sitting up and there's this huge wreath right behind her where like her head would go as a patient and like right. these huge stars on the wall. And like the wreath again is massive. I was like, what, what? Like yeah. someone could be like dying in this bed. And like you have these like Christmas over the top, like a wreath could fall on them. And then it cuts to the doctor and there's like tinsel around the heart monitor. And I was like, I can't do this. This is <laughs> Stop. Shows us like stopped. a Christmas uh, hospital blanket. Again, works for a very limited amount of time. Yeah. Um, the little girl is sleeping in Christmas bedding, which even the biggest Christmas fans, <laughs> I don't know someone who switches out their bedding for Christmas. Uh, and yeah. there's stained win- t- windows everywhere of like reindeer and other mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. Again, how does that feel guys. in like July? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know. That's why your business Crazy. is failing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, this is a great question. I feel like, you know, it was like, I agree with all your answers. I also think they're just like, oh my God, I can't even explain it without people watching the movie. It's like, so her fiance, who is not her fiance by the end of the movie, Tad, he gets in this like weird rich person influencer get up where he's like, he has like this weird like jewelry on his lapel kind of place. And then his hair is all slicked. He looks like an evil elf or something. It's mm-hmm. like yes. very sinister and weird. Also, I'd like to mention, I think Santa turns him gay in the end. Did I miss that? Did, is that okay, Santa who does that? I thought it might might be because they. I think he wanted everyone to have a happy ending. And, and like she breaks I, up with him and then he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with Christmas. And then the other stylist guy or her personal assistant. Yeah. Who was with Terry. her throughout. Uh-huh. Terry. Yes. Who, he was like, I will miss you. And then Tad's like, do you want to spend Christmas with me? And then he's like, 
Yeah, so yeah, then they give each other romance like there. Wow. Maybe <laughs> yeah, Tad was closed. Uh, maybe I just yeah. didn't think that Santa was like putting his powers to that's <laughs> So I don't know. They do end up, you know, riding off they, into the distance. Right. Everyone's yeah. happy. Exactly. Wow. So a happy wow. ending for really all. magical. <laughs> Everybody go right. watch it. First watching. Of the, yeah, of right. the bad yes. Christmas movies we've watched. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. I think right. we're we're, bi- we're definitely biased, but we're no, yeah. right. Better than okay, what was the Michael Shannon one? Oh my god. Potter Sorry. Potterville. Pottersville. Oh god, I'll never forgive yeah. you guys for making that. That's the bar. That's the bar that we Judge all other Christmas movies by. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going to do two times unanswerable questions. And this is just general. I have no notes. I have no real like context. But I'm curious, you guys, would you rather participate? Let's say you're a celebrity or like, you know, a public figure. Would you rather try participating in a cooking show? Because we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of that. There's like Kate and Amelia. You can tell me about the great British bake-off like <laughs> thing with those actors and comedians. And face potential mockery because sometimes <laughs> we're not that good at cooking and everyone's really critical. Or host like a late night talk show where you have to every single night laugh or fake laugh at a celebrity's dumb story. Which would you oh rather? Oh my God. Well, is it a one time? Like- if we're on a cooking show, is it like one time or is it like every week you have to cook something new? You know, that's like, a great question. The Kate. time commitment to these seems unequal. So I'm just trying to get the facts okay. before I decide. Let's say it's equal time every week you cook something different. Okay. So you either have uh-huh. a cooking show or you're hosting a talk show. Yes. Damn. Okay. I think I would rather host a cooking show, but I think I would be better at the talk show. Really? You think you'd be better at fake laughing every single night? I think laugh at your stories every week. So, I mean, how <laughs> different God. can it be? <laughs> Sorry, you she set me up. Funny. I don't. I mean, how <laughs> different is that from she this? That was, that was kind of a perfect setup. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean you yeah. know, I mean, they're transferable skills, right? Whereas I don't know how to yeah. cook. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, that's true. I. Oh God, I just feel like I would get so exhausted doing the fake. Like, oh, love you. Thanks yeah. so much. Harry Styles? No, I don't know. I'm sure he's great. Um, I, uh, but also like cooking is like a lot for me too. So I mean, it's just God, really tired and doesn't so want to do any of this. I know. <laughs> Pass. Your plate's full. You're podcasting every uh, minute of your life, so uh, you can be exempt. Thank yeah. you, Liz. Which one would you I do? I think I would. I think I'd rather do cooking. I've watched Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel oh. try to make nothing lemonade out of these horrible lemons that celebrities give them every night with these stories that are nothing which is hard too to think of a different story every you know talk show you go and so to be fair i have i would struggle with that too but it's a lot of work yeah Mm -hmm. whereas cooking a cooking show seems fun plus with a cooking show like you do the cooking but also like there's a lot of it's prepped for you a lot of times you know like you're like oh it's put it in the oven and then it's like already done and you're like oh Mm -hmm. look at that brooklyn beckham can do it we can do it oh my god yes that's so true that's a great point it's definitely i think easier to do a cooking show let's start a cooking show. okay great next question um my unanswerable question is obviously twitter is going down the drain elon musk is ruining my favorite <sighs> social media platform. I'm legitimately mm. sad about it. Mm. Um, but my unanswerable question is, will you pay to keep your blue check mark? I believe everyone on this podcast is verified. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm assuming the answer is no. So follow-up question, where are you going if and when Twitter dies? Where are we Where are oh. we exerting that, that energy? Hmm. Liz, you can just log off if you want. Because <laughs> you're not I've, on Twitter. <laughs> 
This sucks though. I wanted to give my, well, are you guys going to keep your blue check mark? No. Here's no. the thing. It's embarrassing. Like you can it is, click it a is check mark. And I mean, it's embarrassing either way, but now you can click a check mark <laughs> and see if it's because yeah. someone's verified or if it's because someone just subscribes to Twitter blue and like people are already making fun of people for paying yeah, for it. Yeah, that's really tough. Right. So yeah. it's just really embarrassing. I think one it is to pay for it. Right. Um, Oof. Yeah. And I don't know where I'm going if Twitter dies. Well, didn't I have no Jack solution. say he's like coming up with a new idea or something? Which will probably inevitably just I think we do need something new. We need like a new Twitter. Someone needs to like, like, you know how Zoom really like changed to like fit the pandemic, right? And like overtook Skype, like really adapted quickly to fill that demand. Yeah. We need someone, we need another social media platform to like change very quickly and fill the Twitter gap. Right. Yeah. I Um, fell off Be Real. That was like two weeks. So I know you did. You just, just weren't real enough. I've noticed. They're like, what's Liz up to right Can't now? I don't know. Do no way to find <laughs> oh, out. I got to bring the mystery gosh. back. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't take the photo every day. Um, okay. All right. Amelia, what's Amelia? up? Uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, no, this, that was a great question. Um, I just hate Twitter now, but it's fine. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was in New York last week and missed this podcast, which I listened to last week and I thought it was so funny. So just, I just want to let everyone know. Um, So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, listen to it because it's really good. I laughed several times. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so I was there cheering on one of my teammates, David, because he ran the New York City Marathon, which is insane. I mean, it's like, one, it was... It's November, but it was like 75 degrees and humid when they ran it, which is like, oh, my God. And I commend everyone for running. A bunch of people like fell off. The one leader guy didn't even complete it because he Mm. like got exhausted or something. Sorry to those people, but David is different. I know. know. (laughs) David is built different. I know his mile splits were good. They were like eight thirties. I was like crazy. Excuse me. <laughs> like Excuse it's it truly, me? like it's one thing to run it, and it's another thing to run it fast. You know, like uh, exactly. Yes, he's right? an all star. He is, yeah. and he like we saw him at several points, and he looked like just happy. Like, and if anyone has ever did. met David, he's such a nice person, and like mm-hmm. it's just like fuck you, but not really <laughs> because he's so nice. But like, just like okay, wow, and you're running the marathon, and you actually did it in a really fast time. Like, wow, thanks. I feel so accomplished with my life. Um, anyway, <laughs> so David, he even beat Matt James, The Bachelor, and Ashton Kutcher. Incredible. Which, wow. I know. It was amazing. Wow. Suck it. it was, Eat his dust. I know. <laughs> <Truly>. <laughs> but anyway, I'm asking my question, and this is the question. I so <laughs> the day after the marathon, you could walk around New York City and there were several, a bunch of people wearing like the medals from the day before. So this was like Monday, and they were they had you know, gone to sleep and stuff and decided and elected to put a medal on themselves the next day, which listen, I'm never running a marathon and I will, I will be like, yes, I, that is awesome. Like, fuck me. I am so not running a marathon. I could never do it. So I'm not saying that like, you have every right to be excited. You ran a marathon. Okay. But is it kind of weird that like, okay, right yeah. after you, I understand wearing a medal right after you ran. Right. Same and, day. Yeah. Right. Go to next Target. Day? Yeah. Next day. What time does it end? What time did David finish the marathon? Like he finished, general time of day. I think 
It was like midday. It, it was probably like you have two a whole, or something. You have a whole afternoon. You, you have a whole to dinner. Right. In your metal. Right. You can wear it. Yeah. I don't think you put it on the next day. I think you wear it same day. And then it's, you and then you wear just, it again. Cause Sorry. I saw some people and I was just like, okay, do you want me to shake your hand or something? I mean, if like, it's like a thing, like okay. if it's like a thing, I think it might've been a do, thing. Then yeah. like, sure. But if, I would not. I don't think I would wake up on day two and put it back. And be on. like, <laughs> put this metal back right? on my. It's just like even if it, it is, is like a t-shirt or something instead, because I would rock that t-shirt every you know, day yeah. of my life. That was like kind of I did the right. New York yeah, Kingdom, exactly. But, yeah. I think they do, but I I think Kate, I think you're right. It is like Metal Monday or something. Okay, which is, if it's if oh, there's wow. branding, then that's fine. Really? Okay, because even but, with the branding, I don't know if I would wear it. Yeah, I'd be like. Because not everyone knows it's like metal And also Monday. it depends on like know. what you're doing. If I'm just like going to the store, I'm like, right. I don't need, I'm not I wearing don't need my to wear that. <laughs> yeah. at all. Right, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. Also like, you know what it reminds me of is like, if you if you wore your like, I voted sticker the next day. Oh my you know? God. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> like you get one day. I don't, yeah. And that's you it. Have you seen that? Exactly. Because then it's like less sticky and then it's like, you got to read right. it, like, patch it on somewhere. Yeah. yeah, not great. And it's just like, okay. well, do you want a handshake? Also, do you want a I'm, high five that you voted? I, I mean, so thank bad. you. But I, I, ever since my hottest take where I came out as an anti-running, anti-marathon, <laughs> they started like a ringer runner slack because they were all oh, so yeah. heated about it. And they like needed a support group to talk about my hottest take. So I can't believe I'm on another podcast shit talking wow. marathon runner. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, no, and it's just, it's just no, it's, funny. I know, and I know. Actually, I'll send you this TikTok that's really funny where it's like only 1% of people like run a marathon and then some guy stitches himself and he's like, and a hundred percent will never stop talking about it. <laughs> there it is. We love David. David did a great job. No, David is awesome. Like David Nailed is it. the yeah, best person David. ever. Yeah. And he yeah. did such an amazing, I'm so proud of him. He's so awesome. So amazing. Yay. Love it. Great. Great note to end on. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.